So this is the reason most athletes won't reach their potential when it comes to improving their vertical vertical jump. Now I can talk about this with direct experience, not only myself, but also with the athletes that I train. Here are some of the you know common issues I've recognized with not only my own training, how we've trained athletes, you know, and also, you know, experimenting with different things with other athletes, you know, in terms of what could be valuable. Um, but there are two common variables. When I see athletes who are, um, you know, training to jump higher and they undergo an injury or they actually don't see any results. Um, and then what I see with athletes who end up do seeing results. Um, so number one, you know, for, for any fitness physical athletic improvement athletes people you just get you got to start training that's just what you have to start doing training um if you don't train if you don't work out it's not going to happen point blank period right you can't wish and hope and pray that you're going to jump higher you're going to lose weight you're going to get stronger and it's going to happen um you just got to start training and doing something and then you have an opportunity to get a result um second you have to be specific with what you're training for. You know, you want to jump higher, but you're just, you know, doing back squats. If you're someone who's playing basketball every single day and also doing back squats twice a week, yeah, you, you could see some definite improvements in your vertical jump, but it's more so because of the specificity of what you're doing throughout the week. You're doing five sets of five of a back squat on one day and then eight sets of two in a back squat on the other day. And then you're jumping when you're playing basketball six days a week. So you are doing more jumping while getting stronger and working on this more specific force output, this, this you know, adaptive thing that's going to help you improve your performance. Um, so therefore, what, the, what some of the biggest errors are when athletes are trying to jump higher is they're either going all in on, on jumping right they're jumping so so much that they're burning themselves out that they're getting injured you know so that you know what i've seen for certain programs is uh you know athletes are doing three sets of 10 four sets of 100 you know you know they're doing 12 exercises at three sets of you know 8 10 12 15 reps 30 30 to 60 seconds um yeah, you might see some a little improvement because of that aggressive exposure as well as the beginning of every exercise. You're having some intent. However, you get to a point where you're just beating your muscles up, right? When it comes to training, you need to stimulate, you need to respond, you need to adapt. There's this alarm phase, you know, there's a resistance phase, alarm phase, um, and then there's going to be, um, you know, this, this results phase. And if the, the resistance and these, this alarm, like alarming your body to stimulate, um, if it's so high, you, your body's going to break down. And then when it comes to explosive training, you're, you're going to get injured. You know, you're, or you, when it comes to explosive training, you need to have minimal volume, minimal reps with max intent. And when I see athletes, when they're doing, you know, when we do, for all my athletes, we're doing some pogo hop variation because of the specificity it has on, you know, jumping or sprinting. 
but I see a lot of athletes, there's, they're not intentional with every jump, right? They're, and there's value of just doing some lower level, you know, if you're injured and you're building capacity, if you're working on work capacity, and you're just going to go for like third, you know, you're going to go for like 60 straight seconds, yeah, you're not going to be able to go over max effort, so it's also monitoring, you know, the level of output being consistent for the entire time. Um, and then it's, you know, it's, it's, it's having this, this, this aggressive effort on every rep, but you can't do that for 10 reps. So if you're doing a box jump and you're trying to get on the highest box, you know, 46 inches or whatever it is, you know, you may be able to get that twice. And then the third, fourth, fifth, sixth rep, you're gassed out. So that's just where you do 10 sets of two with 90 seconds rest in between because you're working on that max effort, that max output. Um, so that's going to be, you know, if you want to jump higher, if you have to jump, very, be very specific in what you're trying to achieve. And then on everything you do, you have to have maximum intent. You have to jump as high as you can based on that, that exercise as well as the position that you need to get in that's going to ensure you're not breaking down, you know, you're not breaking down your body, right? So think of an athlete, you know, if you have really high arches and you're an athlete, your foot is not kind of relaxing, you know, that plantar fascia, the, you know, the, your, um, you know, your foot, it's not absorbing force. So if that foot can't kind of relax and spread out, all that stress goes right into that tibia, goes right into that tibia tuberosity at the knee, goes right into your quad tendons, your patella tendon, because things aren't rotating appropriately. So force has got to go somewhere, but it's not balancing out. So when you do a really aggressive jump training program and you have some poor movement qualities, you're just breaking down and driving forces into areas that's going to cause an injury. So that's just where, you know, position does matter. Working on movement does matter. And um, once you're able to do the exercises appropriately, now you do them for minimal volume for maximum intent, right? So, you know, it's the least amount of volume um, to get the, the most out of that exercise, right? So when we're doing, you know, vert, you know, jump training for our athletes, you know, we may do exercises of, you know, four sets of five, right? If we're doing a drop jump, you know, it might be four sets of three, you know, maybe a medicine ball movement in between, maybe it's an unloaded plyometric in between for four sets of three again with maximum intent. Maximum intent is going to give you a result. So if you're an athlete that wants to jump higher, this is what you got to do, right? You're going to want to, you know, jump consistently, not just play basketball because you're trying to get this specific thing, but it, if it is dunking, you have to try to dunk, you know, if you want to be a one-foot dunker, you should be trying to dunk off one foot, but then you should be exposing your body to different plyometric exercises in relationship to your goal, jumping higher, dunking, and having minimum volume so you're not, you know, overly exposing yourself and getting diminishing returns because it's hard for basketball players now. You know, you're working out six days a week for 90 minutes or you have games all on the weekend. And then if you do five days a week of jump training, something's eventually going to break down. And then you have to completely 86 what you're doing, 180 your training. And when you get to being healthy again, you're back to where you were eight weeks ago because now you're finally healthy and you've detrained yourself. 
So that's where it's minimal effective dosing to get you the most optimal long-lasting results. Um, so that's the answer, right? Maybe two to three days of specific jump training where it's minimal volume. You know, it's going to be, you know, every exercise. If it's a pogo hop, you can do two sets of 10 to 20 max efforts. Um, jump roping, you can do, you know, three to five minutes and it's going to be okay. And then, you know, for your bigger, harder plyometrics, hurdle hops, box jumps, drop jumps, broad jumps, alternating bounds, triple broad jumps, all these medicine ball jump variation movements, you know, it's going to be your, you know, four to six reps per side, three to four reps total with some good rest in between, and then factoring in the stress that's coming from your strength training so you're not wearing out your body. So that's your answer if you want to jump higher. Minimal effective dosing, low reps, max output, training two to three times a week, specific to what the goal is that you want. Hope that helps. Thanks for tuning in. Um, Happy training, always. Welcome to the Fit Strength Podcast, where you will be informed, educated, and empowered in order to take charge and take action so you can reach your athletic and or fitness goals. The only way for you to get stronger, faster, and better conditioned is to be consistent every day, all year long, doing things that will ensure your mind and body is strong and resilient. If you're ready to make changes, then let's go. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in. I hope this episode helped you get one step closer to reaching your goals. Real quick, if you enjoyed what you heard and believe this is valuable information, please like, comment, and share. There's no paid marketing with this with this podcast, so the only way to get this information out and to help this podcast grow is if you share this with a teammate, uh, a coach, an uh, athlete that you know is looking to advance their performance. So again, please like, share, and comment. I'm doing this just to help the masses and help athletes, coaches, parents just get to the next level, do it in a healthy way, in a way that's going to prolong athletic development and athletes' careers. So thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed the show.